Hiya and welcome to The Jewel Case with me, John Darcy. And whether you're listening on Bangor FM, Lisburn's 98 FM or FM 105 in Downpatrick, you're more than welcome. You're also welcome if you're listening after the fact on the podcast because we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Android, all the places you get your podcasts. And if you want to check out all the old episodes, go to thejewelcase.johndarcy.com. Now, we are in a very loved up field today we are going out on valentine's night and joining me an expert in all things romantic especially musical romanticism it's <laughs> susie mccracken hi susie hi john <laughs> i've <laughs> i've never been introduced in that way that's safe to say well this is a cv builder susie so. <laughs> I think you've literally chosen your most cynical friend for the Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, Susie, okay, I should introduce Susie McCracken. <laughs> Susie uh, was from Belfast, now based in London. And Susie, what, what do you do, actually? What's your job? Oh, no. Um, my job, I'm a sub-editor. So uh, I'm a, trained as a journalist, but I, at the moment, I'm checking other people's work. That's what I do on the weekdays. And on the weekends, I... I'm a music journalist, so that's fun. Yeah, and a, a big music nerd. Um, but if you're friends with Susie on Facebook, you'll notice every now and again she puts up a wee uh, like call, not a call to arms, but like a wee call for submissions of people to give ideas for like suggestions of songs around a certain theme. And that's why I thought you'd be great to talk to me tonight about love songs. Oh, thanks, John. Well, the only reason I do that is because I know that I have really cool friends and that people like your good self are going to drop in with stuff I've never heard of. So it's always a fun exercise. Oh, that was such a great shout out to all your friends. Oh, do you want to give any <laughs> shout outs while we're here? Oh, I oh, didn't prepare for this, John. No, no. I start with one and we then you have to do them all. I can th- I can think of one person you should give a shout out to on this special day of Valentine's. I can't think of anyone. <laughs> what about your beardy boyfriend? Do you mean my lovely bae of six years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Ed. That was it. Oh, I thought you were going to do like a wee bit of a poem or something, no? <sighs> no, we're not really into Valentine's. The most I get as a gift is like an ironic kiss sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> What's an ironic kiss? Um, one where we are both very self-aware. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but I do like Valentine's songs. Okay, don't worry. Do not fear. Yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> You're very self-aware, but also really like kitsch in and like an acknowledgement of great kitschness in music, right? <laughs> I've never heard it put like that, but I quite yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna add that to my to my CV. That sounds good. Expert in kitsch. So I think the idea is that we like just throw back and forth some ideas for like, you know, what love songs are great, what love songs are about. And maybe by the end, we'll we'll all know like a bit more about mm. love songs. I'm not really sure if that's going to be a fun listen for our listeners, but everyone loves love songs, don't they? Right. Yeah. Although I was surprised at how difficult it was to identify, to to think about what a love song really is and how many songs that... I thought were about love when I listened to For This, realised are not at all, or about a really dark side of love. So 
I apologize for any darkness in the following uh, songs. Oh, well, yeah, let me in on that. What songs did you were you going to include and then had to strike off because they weren't really actually about love? Um, so lots of things that as a teenager, I remember like one or two lines from that have, that really sit with me. And actually, when you zoom out just a little bit, you realize that they're they're kind of not not uh, loving songs at all. So I guess when you're a teenager, that's the stuff that like really clings into your brain. And and when I was 14, I was listening to you know lots of Nutramilk Hotel and being very angsty and sad generally. Um, and yeah, I definitely mis- misremembered a lot of those songs about as being more loved up than they are. Um, whereas actually they're they're very dark, like snatches of lyrics that are about intimacy that aren't about love. So there's like a Nutrima Kotel line that's um, fingers through the notches in her spine. And that's like a nice idea of something tessellating. And that's like an image that stayed with me for a long time. But actually that song's not really um, about love. It's about a real mess of emotions. So I get what you mean, like these sort of mysterious kind of lyrics that can be read in, in double meanings. But when I was putting together a wee playlist, so full disclosure for listeners, we, we both t- put together a couple of playlists um, using a certain um, streaming service. Many are available. And <laughs> I've got them on my phone so I can pull from them whenever we want to hear a little snippet. But looking at Susie's, just a, a little glance of your playlist, which you t- entitled Valentine's Jewels, which, oh, that's so poetic. But <laughs> yours are all really cool. You've got like Fiona Apple, Angel Olsen, um, Slater Kenny, loads of bands that I don't even really know. I do know those ones, but there's others I don't know. And mine is so obvious. It's like Jackson 5, Marvin Gaye, uh, The Beatles. Uh, so I think that's that's kind of where we're coming from, the two angles here. I've got the cheesers and the real poppy, ubiquitous, omnipresent love songs. And you've went for the slightly maybe uncharted territories. Hmm. That's really great to hear you say that because I was worried that I was being underrepresentative of kind of more classic love songs. So I'm glad that we have, in a way that's very appropriate for this episode, balanced each other out in true harmony. Oh my God, best Valentines (laughs) ever. Uh, Right, okay, so let's try not to be too sarcastic or ironic, but I'm going to start off, right, with a song, and I'm not sure how familiar you are with this song, but I'm not really sure why I'm overly familiar with it either. Mm. But I think it must have been an ad or in a TV show recently. And it has really been an earworm for me since before Christmas. I think even a couple of weeks before Christmas, I just had this song in my head all the time. I remember being out on New Year's Eve at the Black Box uh, and there was that gig on in the Black Box. Uh, there's a, I don't know why I'm going on a tangent about the gig, but uh, <laughs> at one stage I went in the front room and there was a DJ, I think it was Viv, shout out Viv, was uh, playing some disco and uh, pop songs and she play, played this one. And I, it was one of those moments where, you know, you've had an earworm and then you hear, some, hear it out and it feels like, you know, the whole world and all the randomness actually has sorted itself out. And uh, this came on and it's the emotions and their song Best of My Love. Don't take much to make me happy. 
So that was a little taste of the emotions and their song Best of My Love. And I don't know, I still can't get that song out of my head. It's it's just a constant earworm. Susie, that song, do you know that one very well? I don't know it that well, but I do remember seeing the joy spread across your face on New Year's Eve when it was played. Um, and remember oh, thinking... I forgot you were in the room. <laughs> yeah, I was there. <laughs> thanks, thanks, John. I completely forgot that. <laughs> oh, that was the last time I seen you in real life, Susie. It was indeed. Not in this virtual world that we're in currently. But I remember seeing yep. your face and seeing um, you immediately have more kind of excitement about dancing than you had done for the rest of the night and it is a great song that I have actually like f- found since that happened and listened to trying to like yeah um recapture the beautiful moment that I saw that the joy in your eyes obviously oh I'm t- I'm, I'm need I need a song to replace how, I, how do you kick an earworm I think the only way to do it is by finding a new earworm right oh uh, you know what my earworm is at the more at the moment what um, so it's a song by John Farnham, the, like the Australian power ballad guy. Um, he did a song, <laughs> he did a song for an eighties BMX movie called Ra- Rad, um, the called, uh, uh, Thunder in Your Heart, which would have been a really great choice for this. Now I think about it. Um, it's really cheesy and it's definitely a good earworm replacement. I can maybe, I can maybe get that up now. <laughs> Susie, you can maybe explain to people the weird digital situation that we have going on here because with it, full disclosure, we are not in the same room. This is quite an experimental dual case here. We are using the power of technology and um, you know what? It's not a very glamorous situation. I'm currently looking inside my wardrobe because it's the only thing with a shelf at the right height for the microphone. It's it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I have actually two headphones from different sources, like two sets of earbuds, one from each in each ear, and a whole rake of leads to try and make sure that everyone can hear everything that's happening. <laughs> a whole rake of leads. <laughs> this is this is what we go through to bring the to bring the magic of music to the people, John. Well, speaking of the magic of music, I've got <laughs> Thunder in Your Heart yes. by John Farnham lined up. <laughs> move is like lightning (laughs) (laughs) oh taste of glory uh susie that's not really a love song you know it's a love song to the power of self-belief john do you think so (laughs) um (laughs) so that's the guy who did uh you're the voice you're the voice try and understand it Oh yes, of course. Yeah, king of king of cheese. So yeah, I made you a really well. What you think is a really cool Valentine's playlist, and I've still managed to get you to play John Farnham. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I don't think that's going to quite knock the emotions out of my earworm spot. Um, 
it just doesn't have the bouncy bass. See that there's something about that emotion song where it's like mm. not soul or funk or R and B or disco, but it's like proto disco. It's kind of it's on the way out of pop soul into disco. Yeah, it's, but they it, haven't worked out the disco hi hats yet. But it's very much pumping four four. I don't know, um, but it's very much a love song, and so mm-hmm. it it was it made it right for me to use it in the playlist. Like, do you want a wee, wee taste of the lyrics? Um, demonstrating love and affection that you give so openly. I like the way you make me feel about you, baby. Want the whole wide world to see. It, it's a proud love song. Mm. It's full of pride. Yeah, there's no there's no second meanings in that. That's just a, a sentiment delivered. It's lovely. I'm trying to think of other good like love songs that are just unabashedly in love. You know, there's no problems. Like a, a lot of love songs, there's problems. There's unrequited mm. love songs. There's love lost songs. There's I've just realized I'm in love. And that is just like, I guess that song is about, you know, the moment where you're in the relationship where everything is right. And mm. it's it, you're actually on the crest. And probably things are about to go wrong after that. <laughs> Well, I think that's why dance music uh, can can do things like that because it's about a moment repeated, right? Whereas other songs have to tell a story and that means it's always going to go somewhere that's not completely, utterly wonderful because no relationship is like that. Oh, great take, Susie. Yeah, so like <laughs> in a song, you have to nearly tell the whole story of the opera and uh, you know have a start, middle and end. Whereas this is one of those songs where it's like perfect pop. It doesn't really tell a story. It just muses on a feeling exactly i think a great one is uh <laughs> and this is a dub- this is double good theme um because this is also a song about writing songs mm, meta <laughs> maybe actually it's more about writing songs than being in love i was so close to putting this on my list Thrill some chords together the combination d e f is who i am is what i do I was gonna lay it down for you. I tried to focus my attention, but I feel so ADD. I need some help, some inspiration, but it's not coming easily. Trying to find the magic. Of, of course, we are we are playing Natasha Bedingfield's classic "These Words," but now I've listened to it. It is more about writing songs than about being in love. Oh, but the chorus has got that. You know, it's got that strike through that that moment. That's yeah, all about somebody else. Oh, this is it here, yeah. It's basically that line where she says, I love you, I love you, I love you. Um, John, were you maybe slightly in love with Natasha Bedingfield? Is that why this is on this list? Uh, slightly. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, there's better words to describe that, but I don't have the thesaurus <laughs> app open. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, Natasha Bedingfield was definitely a, a teen crush nice. for me. And you, I imagine as well. Absolutely. And everybody? Absolutely. Her brother just wasn't 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 my thing. No, but he had that great song. If you're not the one, now that is if a love you're song. You're not the one. Now there is a love song. <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember when it was on the radio all the time and I hated it. And I remember speaking to my mum about it and my mum saying, oh, Susie, but you don't realise that in years to come, when you start going to weddings, that'll be people's first song. It's such a like eternal love song. And I thought, <laughs> Oh, I'm just trying to look up the lyrics of this one here. Um, if I don't need you, then why am I crying on my bed? If I don't need you, then why does your name resound in my head? If you're not for me, then why does this distance maim my life? If you're not for me, then why do I dream of you as my wife? Wow. It's Daniel had all than the I feels, didn't he? All yeah, of the feels. Oh, Daniel. Right here, <laughs> Susie, let's hop over to your playlist here for a couple. I've been okay. dominating. So, no, no, you have definitely not. Um... I guess in answer to your question, what on my playlist is the most uh, positive and kind of, yeah, just about love and not about the hardship, it's probably Prototype by Outcast, which, um, yeah, is maybe unexpectedly the most loved up choice of mine. This was from Speakerbox slash Love Below, but I didn't really know this one at the time. Was this a single? Uh, it was a beat double A side single with ghetto music, so it never got any attention. I hope that you're the one. If not, you are the prototype. We'll tiptoe to the sun and do things. I know you like. How does he get that bass to sound like that? Oh, I don't know. That is know. the most loved up bass. <laughs> it's perfect, right? It's this midpoint between Southern hip hop that they were on the absolute uh, for, like, front of at that time. And like, yeah, like you can imagine Prince being like, who are these guys? Like, what is that <laughs> noise? That's amazing. Oh, I love it. I just think it's great. I love it when people smuggle words like prototype into love songs as well. Oh, lyric smuggling, Susie. <laughs> Do you think Prince ever invited Andre over to the house just for to, a wee uh, listening party or anything? To Paisley Park? Yeah. I don't know whether Andre 3000 can actually go as far north as Minnesota. I think. But... <laughs> <laughs> He's just so Southern, it's not possible. <laughs> I'm going to take it over again to go, because just the sound of that, and there's mm. sort of like a drippiness to it, and like mm. a washiness. All those all those wet words for wet sounds, <laughs> um, that mostly emerge from the fact that there's loads of echo and reverb on the sound that makes it just sound like it's it's like pouring down the walls. Um, to I'm going to flip it over to the Jackson 5. Um, and it's not I Want You Back or ABC. They are brilliant love songs. Um, but one that is, I guess, kind of still on this theme of, you know, being really strongly in love. And it's all just about that and that pressure. Um, this is all I do is think of you. Do you know this one? No. 
But that guitar is just sobbing, isn't it? Jackson 5, all I do is think of you. You are listening to The Jewel Case with me, John Darcy, and my guest tonight for our Valentine's special is Susie McCracken, talking to me from all the way over in London town. Susie, how does that make you feel, that Jackson 5 song? Oh, um, it makes me feel really happy that you didn't play I Want You Back. And yeah, <laughs> I, see, I see what you mean. It's just it's really got a sensualness that is maybe not something we associate with the Jackson 5 because we associate them with being like a little bit more smiley happy that's it's quite an adult song I guess for what their yeah. whole thing was at the time it's it sounds like an adult song but it's like the first line is I can't wait to get to school each day <laughs> And wait for you to pass my way. (laughs) Oh, wow. I didn't catch that at all. Isn't that amazing? There's more lyric smuggling for you. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I want to take this now in completely the opposite direction. But while we're still talking about things sounding really essential, and I'd like to mention um, Oops by Tweet. Um, Let's do it. I don't think we need to go into too much detail, but I've included this on my playlist because I think of it as, um, I think it's about a magnificent act of self-love. Susie brought in some dirt to this playlist, huh? <laughs> so I wanted to I wanted to have Tweet on here because I think it's amazing that that song existed in the environment of R and B and hip hop in the chart in two thousand and two, where like yeah, Nelly Hot in Here came out in two thousand and two. The year before was like What's Love with Fat Joe and Ashanti. These are all like very male focused, very macho and often misogynistic songs that are in the chart. 
And here comes Tweet with this song that's out of nowhere, just about women and women having a great time. And I just think it's awesome that that happened in 2002 and I'm really into it. Yeah, it's like the divinals, I touch myself. Exactly. It's that same moment, but for a completely different genre. Yeah, I mean, we do have those sort of songs, um, not songs, but the the themes behind songs. And there's like one of those for each generation. Mm. But now that I've said that, I can't think of any other examples. <laughs> but it often happens when I hear a song in the charts uh like in the last maybe five years and it has a kind of a novelty feel in terms of the lyrics Mm. not not novelty as in like it's a bad thing but it's it's kind of novel it's it's not whatever all the other songs are about but you can usually trace that novel theme back to maybe a song that was out in the 90s and maybe another one that was out in 80s and there's a different songwriter in each generation who explores that theme um I don't know, maybe an example is that uh, every day I write the book, Elvis Costello, which Mm. is that kind of very much story song where each verse is a different part of your life or your generation. And uh, and then that song, what was it? Oh, I wasn't expecting that. That has that similar theme where each verse progresses very fast through the person's life and eventually they're dead at the end or their their love is dead. But I'm not going to play that song. (laughs) Not tonight. You had to stop yourself though, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I could I could definitely play Every Day I Write the Book by Elvis Costello. Um, mm. I would find a reason to play that on any playlist. Um, <laughs> but it is one of those story songs. It's about love, but it's also about, you know, life and growing up and change and all that sort of thing. I, <laughs> I feel like it's, again, going back to your choices being these classic love songs and being story songs, that's... That's you though, right? Like as long as I've known you, you have written songs and liked songs that are that way and that tell a really strong narrative. And it makes sense to me that you would um, be gra- you would gravitate towards those love songs where I would gravitate towards songs that are maybe a little more a, bit, a little more murky. Yeah, you you could say that. I'm, I'm now I'm thinking through my face <laughs> and saying, oh, I wonder which of these are dead, you know, storytelling songs. I'm thinking actually the ones I kind of put on the playlist are the big, big hitters. And maybe this is time to sort of explore the Beatles. Like Susie, I don't, I can't remember how big a Beatles fan you are. I'm kind of (laughs) hoping you aren't really just so that we can have a wee argument about it. But they, they've written some of the songs and just because they were so massive that have become like our standard bearer love songs really. I do like the Beatles, but I did not grow up in a household that was obsessed with the Beatles in the way many people are. So my knowledge of the Beatles is from later life. It's from piecing things together. I never had like a adolescent or teenage period where I heard those love songs, especially. But I understand that they have such great meaning to a lot of the population. They're associated so much with the love movement of the 60s and you know that l-o-v-e classic Mm. um pop art design um you sort of feel is nearly like intrinsically linked to the beatles and john lennon um and loads of their songs are about love or have love in the title they have a song from rubber soul uh called the word and it's a it's probably the most sexy song ever (laughs) they're talking about this what's this new word man what's that crazy word have you heard the word Hey, the words love, and you can nearly see, you know, she was like Family Guy, rip on that loads, unabashed optimism of that period. But I'm gonna 
putting all my chips forward for the best Beatles love song being a song from the White Album and it's a Paul song. Of course mm. it's a Paul song. I'm a Paul guy. And it's called I Will. Who knows how long I've loved you You know I love you still So that is your like total idealist love song where, you know, everything's going to be all right. I'm going to always love you. Um, Not in a dolly, I will always love you way. That's a totally (laughs) different subject matter in that song. (laughs) But uh, in that song, Paul is the idealist. And we always think of Lennon being the idealist, you know, Mm. with Imagine, you know, Imagine all the people. But actually, when you go back and listen to the Beatles back catalogue, Lennon is kind of like the gritty realist of love in many senses. And, you know, in Norwegian Wood, he, you know, goes back to, you know, stay over with the girl, but he ends up sleeping in the bath and you get sort of all these little portraits of situations kind of gone wrong. And then there's the side of Lennon, you know, the angry, physically violent side that creeps its head up in some songs of Rubber Soul and Revolver. So actually, I think McCartney's really the idealist. There's my hot take, Susie. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Uh, my uninformed ear feels that that's a that's a good assumption. However, my response to that is suspicion, and I feel like that was so sentimental and so overly simplistic that it's about someone who's not real. You know? Yeah, it's like a greeting card. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way of describing it. It's like too good or like it's too optimistic or too, it's like someone, an alien writing a love song sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And as a result for me, that doesn't sort of make my heart, you know, warm at all. Well, have you got any songs on your playlist that sort of do the opposite and really get the teeth or the, sorry, the nails or the teeth dug in? I guess. Oh, I thought you see. I thought you. I was. You were going to ask me for my warm and fuzzy moment. Uh, well, if you have a warm and fuzzy, you want to share <laughs> then by all means. <laughs> um, no, I think I think you're right. I think let's talk about uh, Valentine by Fiona Apple, which the main refrain is. Uh, if you just took it completely out of context, you would just see it as this love song. But actually, this is a song that is about. Um, Fiona or another character watching her love um, from afar and trying to like do that classic thing of letting them go letting them be free and it's hugely painful for her Um, it's it's a very dark song to me and it's certainly there was a review of this album that came out in 2014 called the Idler Wheel that described the record as an open wound and I think that's something I feel every time I hear this song I think it's really affecting but also really honest and that's why I included it on this playlist You didn't see my valentine I sent it via pantomime While you were watching someone else I stared at you and cut myself It's all I'll do cause I'm not free 
fugitive to dolefully I'm memorous but out of reach It's still life drawing of a peach I'm a tulip and a cup I stand no chance of growing up made my peace I'm dead I'm done I watch you live to have my fun I root for you I love you 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 I root for you I love you 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 Fiona Apple Valentine and I you know I really just want to leave that one running because you could just listen to her all day because the music's so interesting and has so many quirks and offbeat moments. I would have never had you down as a Fiona Apple fan, John. Really? No, I didn't expect that at all. This album is full of songs that could have gone in this playlist and lots of really complicated love songs and about her relationship with loving herself as well. And they're all Mm. beautifully arranged. Yeah, just such freedom and... Not to like lump, well, you know, you know, I'll lump a couple of artists in uh, my first John's Spotify, you also might like suggestion <laughs> is uh, Joanna Newsom um, because Lovely. there's just a free flowing, carefree way in which the music's constructed and seems to, you know, follow the voice and follow the lyrics. Um, but not to just make it like I'm likening female singer-songwriters. Sophie and Stevens also uh, displays mm. a lot of that, um, especially in his instrumental music. It's it's mad. It's all over the show. The BQE album is one that I would recommend everyone has to listen to. It's just, I think it for me, it shows like Sophie and Stevens is the Mozart of our time. He's just on a different level in terms of how he's thinking musically. Do you remember when we went to see Sophie and Stevens? I do, and it was the best concert of my life. It was absolutely. John and I uh, saw Sofian at Primavera, signed in, I want to say, 2011, maybe? Maybe 2012. something like that. And he was playing in the auditorium, and I'd never heard a Sofian Stevens song in my life. And um, yeah, I... uh, I had a really an incredible experience and it was really nice to share it with John as well. Yeah, it was brilliant. And every, it was in a seated auditorium and everyone was behaving themselves so well and not standing up to spoil anyone else's view. But for the last song, everyone just got up and ran down to the front and there was big balloons and glitter and streamers and everything. It was just unbelievable. Um, also another act, and I, I don't know why I'm likening villagers to Sufian Stevens but maybe it was just because I got into them around the same time mm. um, when I got into Sufian villagers was sort of exploding with the first album Becoming a Jackal and I I couldn't really fit in a Sufian song because there's I, I just couldn't really and he has some really heartbreaking songs um, Impossible Soul it, I think it's the last song of the Age of Ads album it's like a t- 10 or 20 minute wonder journey um, and has uh, a really lovely ending bit uh, with a wee guitar loop um, with, where he sings, boy, we could do much more together. Um, and I think that part feels to me like a really raw love song because it mm. links back to other lyrics in the song. But flipping over to Villagers, who I sort of discovered at the same time, um, I included a Villagers track here 
from Darling Arithmetic, uh, Courage, um, which I think was kind of associated with the gay marriage movement in Ireland uh, because Connor from Villagers came out, I think, shortly before that. Or maybe maybe he, he was out but hadn't really publicised it and kind of put forward this song a little bit. I think his release on Record Store Day, I got the seven-inch single and there's a little description on the front of sort of, you know, banding together to love who you want to love. So this is Courage by Villagers. It took a little time to get where I wanted It took a little time to get free It took a little time to be honest it took a little time to be me I took a little lover But then we parted Took a little time to get over this And from time to time I get heavy hearted Thinking of how we used to kiss Courage, it's a feeling like no other Villagers and their song Courage and I do beg your pardon it wasn't actually that one that was released on Record Store Day it was Occupy Your Mind which had the nice cover but uh, he was playing that one around the time that Ireland joined a lot of the rest of the free world and allowed gay marriage That sounds lovely John I've not heard it before <laughs> Yeah it's really nice isn't it? I'd, uh, I'd like to take that uh, pick up the baton of queer love songs and uh, move swiftly on to a genre in a in in uh, sorry an, a very different genre um a band called Power Bottom which is fantastic obviously um <laughs> <laughs> they're they're an american duo and they do these great um they they do these fantastic songs uh, i don't i don't even know what genre to call them like i want to say queer core but also i don't want to like reduce them just to the fact that they operate in tar- like in queer spaces but also they're awesome and that's one of the reasons why and they have this great song called I Want a Boy which I guess is like a an advert for love more than a love song I want a boy to keep the bed warm while I shower I want a boy to keep the bed warm while we're watching TV I want a boy to keep the bed warm when the whole house is freezing I want a boy who isn't anything like me I want a boy who doesn't like to go out shopping I want a boy who thinks it's sexy when my lipstick bleeds I want a boy who can go all night without stopping I want a boy 
for me And I'm the boy for you Drop me a line at ob8419 at bar.edu Tell me a little bit about yourself And send a picture or two And hurry up now because it's only getting colder Power bottom and I want a boy And I should spell out that power bottom is in all caps P-W-R B-T-T-M Did I get that right Susie? You did What do you think of Power Bottom? That's great Yeah I mean when you said Whatever you described it as Genre wise I thought it was going to be Faster and harder <laughs> Well quite a lot Hard of their songs <laughs> Quite a lot of their songs are They um, That kind of They're really like naive But energetic guitars are Come much more to the fore That's, that's their ballad basically Um a lot of it's a little bit more pumped than that. Uh, I would really recommend that you go check them out. They're, they're good fun. Yeah, and I love a band that just wraps it all up in less than two minutes as well. Oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, that's that's one of the other... <laughs> that that uh, applies very well to one of my other choices. I'm sorry, I'm taking over now. You, why are you even here, John? What's the point? Um, <laughs> one of well, my Susie, other- we're near the end, so I think you only <laughs> get like yeah, one and a half or two picks okay. left. Okay, well, I promise this one's really short. Uh, it is Fell in Love with a Girl by the White Stripes, which is just the same kind of, like what Power Bottom just did. It, it just did. It, it makes you want to, like, punch the air a little bit. It's just so fun and short and yes, yes. Just gonna stop it there because that now is one of the iconic vocals of our time. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I like that. Do you think that that little line of Jack White on a company acapella is just like horrendously beautiful? Absolutely, and I think it's that's turned up even more by the fact uh, I think people certainly of our age and I'm sure plenty of other people will remember that so in tune with the video of the Lego and uh, you can see the colours in front of your eyes when when that happens and when all the the music drops out and it's just him absolutely the lost art of the video um, (laughs) I remember all those Michelle Gondry videos and Spike Jones videos and I don't know like People just still do make videos and like there's spaces for that, but it definitely was an art form and it was a place where film directors really cut their teeth, wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. I rem- oh, I remember like yeah, knowing um, hadn't having no idea that Michelle Gondry had done Daft Punk things, and you know I, d- I hadn't connected these things at all. And and it's really nice now when you're slightly older to see how well all those. Uh, all those artists did uh, but now like there's a whole different thing of of you experiencing uh, music via things like Boiler Room you don't need a video because you're seeing people having an experience in front of you and I don't, I'm sure some people think that that's a sad thing but I'm, I'm kind of into it I think it's um, you know it adds a, adds a level of kind of uh, sociology to the whole thing so uh, have we missed out any forms of love or aspects of love we haven't really done any breakup songs yet I might save like an, an end of love one for my last pick but is there any any other 
colors on your playlist that you'd like to explore before we finish up? Um, I guess, yeah. I, for someone who doesn't, who, so this is this playlist is not really representative of my listening habits. Generally, I listen to a lot of whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I listen to a lot of lyricless music, and so therefore, it's weird that when you said love, all the things that came to me were these snatches of, of lyrics that I've just yeah held with me for many years and I think I'd like to um, sign off with parentheses by the blow um, you can probably tell that I was always going to be a journalist because it's about punctuation <laughs> which is probably the cleverest love metaphor physical love metaphor I've heard in a long time it's it's really nice that's because great, that track. It, it's it's lovely it's quite old now I would say it came out maybe 2004 to, no 2006 and um, so yeah I would have been 15 at the time and I was just really drawn to that metaphor and it's nice because most metaphors about like embracing someone are about tessellation they're about spoons or like you know there's people fitting together but I, I what really appeals to me is this idea that there's a space in the parentheses and it's a safe space where you can kind of be yourself and and yeah the, the line is whatever weird way my mind goes I'll know I'll be safe in his arms like it's just it's adorable and wonderful and liberating and it fills me with happiness even though it's kind of quite a nerdy song <laughs> well as I said you got all the cool I had all the hits in my playlist. I have all the Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Joey Mitchell, Case of You, Destiny's Child, Say My Name, although that is a kind of a, that's kind of a, that's not a love song, that's like a I'm giving you the boot because you're not treating me right song. (laughs) Love and Affection, Joan Armitrude, like I had so many that we just don't have time for. Do you know what I did want to play, but there's no way I could play it without having the silence half of it, is Kanye West Bound To, because I think that was the most love song he could do. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's it's a really kind of terrible love song, but that's as most genuine as Kanye could actually be in Bound To. 
I love that idea. And I'm really sorry that I have uh, overridden uh, your time and not given you time to play all that stuff because... No, Susie, <laughs> here, this is a safe space between our parentheses. No, I won't. That's why I got you on, to bring that edge, to bring that sparkle. What about this do- one? We would have loved playing Maps by Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Is that oh, a love song? Wow, that, that would really take me back. I think I think what's interesting is that I had the I had the, a conversation about this with a friend of mine last night. Hi Dan, and he basically said that I had to do it all about romantic love, and it all had to be songs that were clearly addressed to a specific person. And Bound Two is definitely that. And you mentioned "In No Mind and High Enough." I have that on my playlist as well. That's my one classic concession oh. because that's clearly a message to someone. It's clearly, you know, a gift to them of a of a message, and just like one of the greatest songs of all time as well. Um, so I think you had that part covered absolutely. I really want to just run through a couple of other, other of these ones. Fleetwood Mac, "Everywhere," Two Become One" by the Spice Girls, <laughs> "Said I Loved You But I Lied" by Michael Bolton. That's a great one. Or how I am I supposed to live it. without you? When a man loves a woman, Percy Sledge. Bit oh. binary for you isn't it that one um, <laughs> Elvis Presley always on my mind Think Twice by Celine Dion how do we not have time for that oh John um, Rock Set must have been love D'Angelo no time for D'Angelo sorry oh I Dolly's nearly had D'Angelo do- too they, that's such a song Love on Top Beyonce any time for that oh yes <laughs> um some Nina songs, some Stevie Wonder. There's actually too many Stevie Wonder. You could pick <laughs> one. Beach Boys. Some nice recent Mac DeMarco love songs. Mac DeMarco was a great writer about love. There's mm. like at least three or four of his songs that are very deep meditations on what it is to kind of be in love. Like his song, Let Her Go, is a great message to, I think, a lot of people. It's like, you know, if you really love her, tell her that you love her. But if your heart just ain't sure, let her go. I think that's just a really succinct way to encapsulate an idea. Uh, Treat her better, which is obviously a great message from Mac DeMarco. I could just wax on him um, for half an hour, but we do have to go. So I'm going to have to just scroll through here, I think, and pick one at random to finish us up on, okay? I trust you, John. It's going to be fab. Do you trust my um, flicking random Spotify finger here? I trust you because I have love for you, John. Oh, Susie. <laughs> this has been really, really nice. And we definitely could have done like a double duration dual case for this. But um, Susie McCracken, based in London, but are born and bred in Northern Ireland. And uh, <laughs> any, do you want to tell people your handle, Susie? So if people can like slobber at you, no? Oh, on Twitter and stuff? Yeah. Okay, I'm under slash Susie McCracken. Very easy. I'm S-U-Z-I-E and then M-C-C-R-A-C-K-E-N. It's like speaking to my bank on the phone. Did you do underscore Susie McCracken the way I did underscore John Darcy? It is an underscore indeed. I just didn't have a choice. Some Someone else has got Susie McCracken. It's upsetting. Well, yeah, like I said, I'm underscore John Darcy. We're both underscores, so you can get us both on Twitter and Instagram and all those places. You have been listening to the Jewel Case with me, John Darcy, and my guest, Susan McCracken. I'll be back next week with another episode. This has been the special Valentine's Loved Up edition. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't believe it, but I have just made my random decision for the last song of the Valentine's special. It is a love song, but it is kind of a heart-torn-in-half song. And the funny thing is that I've got two versions of it. I've got the original and the cover right beside each other, and my fingers landed precisely between both. And I'm not sure which to play. 
Just follow your heart, John. Follow your heart. I'm going to follow my heart. And I'm going to play the cover by George Michael. This is I Can't Make You Love Me. Susie McCracken, it's been lovely having you. And I'll hopefully see you in Belfast soon. Do you want to say anything, Susie? <laughs> Just, you know, much love to you all. Okay, that's it from the Jill Kiss tonight. Susie, happy Valentine's Day. You too. Bye, everybody. If you